0: So Amanda, you grew up in the casino area.
1: Yeah, but don't hold that against me.
0: <laughs> you grew up, you grew up in the casino area, but then you moved to Rockhampton, mm-hmm. and uh, the name Rockhampton, the city of Rockhampton, came to mind because it reminded me of that's where a guy was born whose name was Cameron Munster. Oh, that's. Sounds- Cameron <laughs> Munster. We
1: don't talk football. Played for
0: the worst state of origin. Queensland team in history apparently last Wednesday night and Cameron Munster did his thing that only a Queensland fly half can do in the final State of Origin match to win the State of Origin series when they were complete underdogs but he came from Rockhampton and uh, what were you doing in Rockhampton? You went to Rockhampton after casino so what happened up there?
1: Um, I was 16 when I moved to Rockhampton so... I was at school, I dropped out of school, and I wasn't doing very good, so I went and moved and lived with my auntie, who told me to go back to school. (laughs) That only lasted for a little while, but eventually I met Arlen up there.
0: Oh, you met Arlen, but then (coughs) you furthered your education.
1: Eventually. Yes. After I got married. (laughs) So,
0: tell us what you went into. Teaching. You went into teaching, and so currently you're at the SDAs, Mm -hmm. so what's your role up there?
1: Uh, Which one? (laughs) So I teach English and history at the moment this year, um, and I'm also academic advisor. So I have to make sure that everyone's doing the right job in their like what they're teaching. And you're up there like five
0: five days a week. Yep. So you've got Arlen, you've got four children. Yeah. And a five day a week job. Mm -hmm. Easy as. Easy as. Piece of cake. Okay, let's move away from Queensland. If you're in Queensland. A Queenslander will tell you that, number one, you're a Queenslander, you're an Aussie second, okay? But uh, I'm a Queenslander. So, but something happened in that other great nation, the land of the long white cloud, you know, which I think is God's answer after Queensland. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, approximately about 11 years ago, I, I think, what happened? You went to the land of the long white cloud. What happened to you? There was something special that happened.
2: Um, I, I went over for a youth camp and before the youth camp, a bunch of... Well, I went over to see my family. I was doing the youth camp every year with them. But before the youth camp, all the leaders got together on um, Pihar Beach, black sand, lion rock, beautiful setting. Um, and this man walked over the, the sand dunes And I I remember I looked up and I looked back and then I went. (laughs) Uh, Heart skipped a beat and then two girls walked over the hill with him and I was like, ah. And I must admit, that day I checked his finger.
0: (laughs) You you checked his what?
2: I checked his finger.
0: His finger, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, to see if there was a wedding ring on it um and there wasn't
0: and there wasn't no and so
2: so i heard
0: a story about incredible abs were they yours or his
2: (laughs) (laughs) we'll leave that for you guys to decide
0: (laughs) anyway you came back and then chris followed you back here and how long have you been married now
2: Nine years.
0: Nine years. so and, and like Amanda, you also are involved in education. Can you tell us a little bit how you're involved in that?
2: So I work up at Summerland as learning support um, in the high school. and I love my job very, mm. very much. I get to uh, a lot of my job is just to support um, students really, emotionally is a huge part of it. Um, and spiritually, and uh, and then my third one would be probably with education. <laughs> okay. Yep. So.
0: Okay. Now I grew up. I had five brothers, so there were six of us. Sometimes I had three cousins living with us, so we had nine children in a three-bedroom house, little fibro house. And Mum was up four o'clock every morning, doing the ironing, making lunches, seeing kids off to school. So ladies, I mean you haven't got that many children but a mum, you've got a job, you you wake up with four children or two children and then you're off to school for the rest of the week. So talking about passion for Jesus, which the guys last week uh, talked about so eloquently, how do you keep your passion for Jesus going? How do you stay a ferv- fervent, avid follower of Jesus when you've Uh, you've got all of that on your plate Mm -hmm. through the week. Like, you'll go home this afternoon, you've got the rest of the day off, but Monday is Monday. Mm -hmm. How do you keep your passion going all week? Mm -hmm. Have you got things that you do all the time or, you know, it's just haphazard or is there something that's working for you to keep your passion going?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, Well... Alan and I have like our own little routine that kind of helps in the morning so we always pray together but I'm fortunate enough to work in a Christian school and Jesus really is the centre of that and so we start every morning with worship and things like that so and our like yeah just having the ability to pray openly and share things and stuff really helps because kids are hard. It's really hard (laughs) some days and so I find that yeah just having those routine things that I know are going to be there because there's some days you get up and you just you're going through the motions and yeah you forget but yeah and so I guess and then having the ability to just I guess call on God whenever I need him helps a lot too.
0: Okay so the morning time with Alan is important for you yeah. So really you, you pray together and what, read a chapter of the Bible yeah, or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Okay. And and that works for you? Yeah. Yeah. So within the Christian school, not giving any secrets away here because we do have other Christian teachers here. How do you find it working in the Christian school? Do you do you find it is obviously Christian or you know, people get little attitudes from time to time that you've got to deal with?
1: Oh, every day. <laughs> Um, look, we're still human. Like it doesn't matter <laughs> whether we have like whether we have a relationship with Christ or not. We're still human and the flesh always gets in the way. So um yeah, there's always issues to deal with like whether it's teachers or students or parents or whatever. There's always something to deal with and that's challenging um and fleshly. So
0: mm. Tash?
1: I, I think I
2: um yeah I agree with all of that. I think um, one of the things that I find um, is so different about the Christian school is you, when you, when you, when you keep your mind focused and your heart focused on Jesus and you call you call that out of people, if you keep that constant attitude and that constant expectation um, in the atmosphere around you, that's when you see the difference in the school I find, because um yeah we do we are all human and we are. But I notice when other people just have that moment of encouraging or um, that moment of just calling, calling out what the Lord is doing in the classroom or in the other teachers and stuff, that's when you go, no, this is different, this is different. So um, sort of being conscious of that, I, I love doing that as I walk through the school or as I'm sitting with the teachers is constantly thinking, no, we are different And calling that out of people to remind them. Because we get so caught up in education and in discipline and all of these other things. And I think that's a huge blessing that I have. I don't have to get caught up in that stuff. I don't have the the curriculum and all of those things. So I feel like one of my roles that the Lord has really enabled me to do is to possibly think of the things that the teachers don't have the time to think about. And um, calling people up and out, and um, and you find that that really it really changes. It really changes the atmosphere and stuff. And and we just have marvelous people that we work with there that are so, so in love with Jesus. So it, you just need a reminder sometimes. Um, so yeah, I'm blessed by that.
1: Yeah, I was just going to say too. Like I've had the blessing of being able to work in a public school before i joined to a uh, christian school and the big difference that i have is when i do notice is that like we can pray with the kids like or the parents or whatever like if there's an issue in the public school you're not allowed to do that Um, And so being able to do that, like if a kid's having a bad day, we can just say, let's pray about it. Let's, um, yeah, let's just give that to God. Even if they're not open to prayer, um, they're open to sitting and listening to you pray, which is (laughs) like it's breaking down one barrier at a time. And that's, yeah, I guess that's the biggest part like um, I always think that relationship is 70% of teaching or 60 to 70% of teaching because if you don't have that relationship with the kids they're not going to respect you and listen to you so being open with them and willing to pray about stuff and you know having that ability to go well this obviously isn't going to work today let's do something else is it's really powerful way to reach the kids.
0: Okay now there are other teachers sitting here and uh, uh, what do you call them teachers aides teachers aids would anybody like to make any comments on 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 anything that Natasha and uh... Amanda have said so far. Um... Beryl.
3: Um, Anyway, thank you very much and it's good to be back. But I also wanted to acknowledge these two beautiful young women, Um, in the different roles that they take. I know, I've worked with both of them, and I know that um, for TASH and um, the other A's here who are in this room, the one thing is it's not just, they don't just assist the children, they assist us as teachers, and so often I feel such a relief to see my, my teacher's assistant come in, my student assistant come in, which is... Um, because they just walk and take around and uh, the atmosphere changes in the the classroom and it's so much better for the kids and it's wonderful for us as well. And um, also just wanted to say that um, for Mandy, she's been such a strong and um, brilliant teacher and to see her grow in the way she has is just wonderful. So I'm very proud of her too. So that's just me.
1: Beryl was my
0: mentor teacher when I was at uni. <laughs> I just uh, want to acknowledge what Amanda said about, you know, the difference between a Christian school and a, and a public school because I've done both over the years. Um, I, I had a revelation a few years back at a, at a Christian teachers conference um, that uh, they, they were talking about the Christian classroom and I realised that, even in a public school, once I walk into that classroom, it's a Christian classroom because I'm carrying Christ with me. Yeah. And, and that's the difference that we make. Yeah. Every classroom is a Christian classroom for those who believe in Jesus Christ. Man, we've got a whole table full of <laughs> Summerland. Goodness me. Is there anybody not at Summerland here? <laughs> Does anybody want to say a comment? Yeah, Yeah, it's very true. Uh, My first year of teaching, I was in a few public schools, and now that I am in a Christian school, you can really feel the presence of God there, and I feel that um, if I'm attuned to that, then I have the authority of God with me, but also uh, you have that best interest in, in the students that you are teaching and yeah you can really feel it in the school and you have that hope and that positivity and yeah it's it is definitely different and um yeah it's really good anybody else involved in education um karen you were involved in (laughs) <laughs> uh, do, uh, can you just tell us what you were doing? and uh, Because you were working with international students, weren't you? Oh, yeah. yeah just tell us a
4: little bit. Oh, I, look, I, I haven't been in the teaching scene for a long time. I was working um, a year or so ago. I took a, a year off leave um, from the uni and I went to work in a very religious school in Alice Springs, um, a Lutheran... Um, as a, as a deputy I was working there and the, just the difference as I was listening the difference in that sort of taking the spirit out of the school is what makes the difference and it just becoming um, you know something you do so um, to take that heart out and I think that's the difference in what you're talking about Is this, and that's in a lot of churches too you can take the spiritual aspect out of church and it become what you were saying earlier a s- cerebral sort of thing and i think that's a challenge for us in our lives is you know getting that heart to to come in tune with with your emotion and yeah. your feelings and your mind and your, and just love god with all of it Not just your feelings, not just... And I'm a bit off track, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, just that God wants all of us, every aspect of us. Mm.
0: Okay, one more question for the girls, ladies. (laughs) You have full lives, but is there something in the back of your mind or deep down that's saying in the future by God's grace I would also like to add is there another passion I mean the things that you're doing are important things like being a wife and a mum and uh, you're working but is there something else that you know it could be like a and I think all of that is a God project but you know what I mean when I say is there a God project Uh, in the back of your mind that you're thinking maybe next year or the year after or or when the kids are a little older or or whatever? Is there something there in in either of you or both of you?
2: Um, I'm in a bit of a um, unique situation where I'm in a place where I didn't think that I would be. I never saw myself at Summerland or as a teacher's aide. So there's kind of this um, restructuring at the moment, and I've I felt a little bit lost in that. But as as my time is, you know, one of the things I've the Lord's constantly reminding me of is um, that being being a wife and being a mother and bringing Christ to those things is actually more than enough. It's more than enough, and it's it's um, so important and so. I find a lot of bringing kingdom to earth is in, is in that, is in being a um, godly wife and being a parent that raises her, her boys to hear Jesus, love Jesus. And, um, I mean, there's so many aspects of parenting, it's ridiculous. But I think one of the restructurings at the moment is I'm finding a lot of... Um, uh I don't really want to say purpose um I'm fine I'm I'm being very blessed where I am at the school very blessed and I'm finding little little things there that I'm I'm seeing the Lord really use me in and um so that's been that's been really different I didn't see this coming and so I think it's a restructuring of my of my mind and everything and going you know what this is this is where i am and the lord is using that like we um we just went away on camp this week and um me and richard and reese were all the a couple of the teachers we were all working out what we wanted to do and they really wanted this camp to be year nine camp to be a real spiritual experience and um wanting the kids to know that god speaks he acts and he is real and they were the three main things and i thought what can i bring to this and um I was like, one of the ways that the Lord has spoken to me and I find I hear really well is I journal a lot as I read the word and as I um, pray or worship or whatever. It's um, Journaling has been a real, um, a way that I've heard the Lord probably mostly in my life. And apart from other people speaking words and whatever. But um, I thought I would really love to teach people journaling so i i said I'll, I'll get journals for all of the kids and um as i got them home i thought i just i don't i know what's going to happen you give a kid a journal and they'll be like oh thanks you know and they'll just never use it i was like lord what, what can i what can i do to make this special and i felt like oh let's um Let's write a prophetic word in each journal. Every single child, 28 children, we're going to write a prophetic word for each one of them. We're going to pray over these journals. And I thought I'd really love to get Chris to be a part of it and Tim and Jemima, were all living together, so that'd be great. So all of us sat down two nights before the camp and we just, we picked a name and we just wrote. And I took those journals off and I really believed that this was going to be a crucial moment for the children and I took them off, we went to camp, and the first night came, and Richard said, Would you hand out the journals? And so I said I told them, you know, this isn't just a journal, like, and I told them what we had done, and they could not believe it that every single child there had been thought of. And they I gave them out, and we did these circles every day where everyone shared, and one of the things that came up a lot was. The journals. How did how did those people know us? I said, they didn't know you. Well, how was it so accurate? How do they know everything about me? And I was just able to speak to them about how much the Lord just loves them and and that he's chosen each one and he he wants to speak. Like that is him speaking to them. So many children were so wrecked by that. They were just overwhelmed that they would be thought of, that the Lord would speak to them and um, that he knew stuff about them, so just little things like that, that you don't get the opportunity to do in non-Christian schools. Like, and I was actually pretty nervous to do it because I was like, "What if we? What if I've stepped over a line? Here? <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to do this." And I told Richard, and he was like, nah, "If they don't want prophetic words, they can go to another school." <laughs> so it was just, it was just one of those moments. I was like, "Yes, this is a significant place to be, and, and we can." Um, we can really let the Lord move in these children, so,
1: yeah. So, (laughs) I feel like I'm in gateways or doors opening, I guess, in two different aspects. So, with my career, I never dreamed I was going to be doing what I'm doing now with curriculum development and moving into leadership and things like that. And it has its own challenges, um, lots of learning curves, lots of learning curves, um, and I have to be a lot more um, assertive, I guess, but I feel like there's, like, doors opening there with, um, yeah, and it's, it's God, like, I, like, my whole job is God, because I was working in casino at, before, and just driving, and there were so many things, and it was, like, really hard. Um, Alan had a lot more responsibility with having to have, like, the kids organised and he had to do everything because I was leaving at 7am and it was just physically draining on both of us and this door opened and since that door's opened, it hasn't shut and I just feel like I'm just going from one room to the next with it. It's just constant. But also at home, like, um, I feel like we've, like, God's moving at home with us. Like, our relationship this year, like, as a marriage, like, it's had... Lots of challenges, but God's been a part of those challenges, and He's made it stronger. And we've got closer and closer. Um, And I think that this is just like another door opening. And like I feel like there's like Alan finishes off uni as my career grows and his career will develop. That the doors are just just opening. Like I don't feel like they're shutting. I feel like it's just the next door opening. So yeah, I guess just transitioning. (laughs)
0: Thanks Amanda and and Tash. Everybody has their own story, don't they? Everybody has a story and uh, if I had you up here you would have a story and we'd be so interested in that and I think there's value in in doing this. This is not expositional preaching uh, on a Sunday but you are getting to know one another and getting to know people and uh, as much as we talk about Uh, digital communication and stuff like that, this is the most important thing. This is where we come together eye to eye, where you can see people smiling or crying and uh, you can pray for them or you can say, I'll I'll see you through the week. Uh, Our relationships are the most important thing. Remember Jesus said, by this will all men know that you're my disciples. It's your love for one another. It's going the extra mile. It's doing things that people out there can't do unless they have the grace of God. Even though we do things that that look the same, there's just an extra mile that we can go when we have the grace of God.